I'm Chanel Shaw. And I'm Katie Persia McGrady. And this is Ave Spotlight. Today we are visiting with James McLaughlin of the Diocese of Clogher in Northern Ireland about St. Patrick and the significance of his feast day for the Irish people and the story of his converting of Ireland. Um, welcome to Ave Spotlight, James. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you for coming today. Sweet. So um, today we are going to talk about St. Patrick's Day. Um, it is much more, I'm sure it's much more about wearing green and getting pinched. Um, and so can you just tell us a little bit about St. Patrick's Day, its significance, and why we should do more than pinching each other for not wearing green? <laughs> well, yeah, so the pinching thing is definitely, Amer- that's an American Phew. aspect of okay. St. Patrick's Day. Throw that away. Um, um, yeah, so it's probably, in terms of like a saint's feast day, the one that is most widely celebrated across the world. And, you know, as you say, a lot of the celebrations aren't about the saint. It's about Irish culture and wearing green and, you know, if your pubs are open, drinking a pint of Guinness and all those all those sorts of things. But Again, even the fact that it's celebrated around the world, I think, is really a really strong link back to St. Patrick in terms of being a missionary, mm-hmm. uh, being a person not of Ireland, you know, having been kidnapped at age 16 and brought to Ireland as a slave from somewhere on the west coast of Britain, maybe Wales, England or, or Scotland, it's it's unknown. But that fact of, of the missionary spirit of him coming to Ireland, then going back home, uh, and learning more about his faith uh, and all that, and then coming back having having a vision um, of of an Irish person coming to him and saying, "Oh, holy man, come back to us." Uh, I think that's really, really, um, that's really profound in terms of how how that influence of Patrick has has lived on through Irish people and Irish culture. Uh, and has permeated the world, you know, like across the world, landmarks are are lit up in green for St. Patrick's Day. Mm. Um, so it's a real testament that, is, that has carried on, on through uh, since the time of Patrick. Wow. You would be, I mean, probably not shocked, but I had no idea about any of that backstory. Wow, that is so amazing. Oh. Yes. So this vision, James, he has this vision to go back to Ireland. Yeah, so he, he, yeah. he has numerous Tell us visions. more about that. Yeah, so he has numerous visions. He he um we're really lucky to have writings so of Patrick. So Patrick's confessio, his confession, his his profession of faith in, in Christ before he dies, he writes down. Um and in that he talks about his childhood growing up before he was kidnapped and and being from a Christian family and and a Christian background in that time of the Roman Empire, but not really having a personal faith or an understanding. But during his time of slavery in Ireland, um, he prayed. And he said he prayed hundreds of times during the day and hundreds of times during the night. And he really grew in faith and love of God and had a vision then to say, you know, your time is coming, a boat awaits, it's time to leave. And and he journeys 200 miles or something, I think he writes, down, down to the south of Ireland, probably around Dublin, and gets the boat back. And after, I think, years of travelling, arrived back home with his family. Um, 
kept on studying and growing in faith. Um, some historians would say that that was mostly done on, on the continent of Europe in like modern day France. Some also said that he maybe traveled as far as Rome and um, mm. was ordained priest, ordained bishop, and then had a had again an, in a dream, uh, a vision of a man coming to him um, with letters from the Irish people. And, and he wrote count letters so many that they could not be counted. Mm. Um, and one of those letters was, um, come back to us, O holy man, O man of God, come back and bring and bring us the, the fruit of your time away from us. Wow, that is so awesome. I, I definitely didn't learn that while I was searching for a leprechaun in my kindergarten classroom every <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. So that is, that is so awesome. So, okay, so we know how we celebrate St. Patrick's Day for the most part. In the church in America, in the church in America, we go to mass. Um, but there's, I don't really feel like I've heard that story or done much else. Um, and then, you know, in secular culture, we kind of just hang out and we're a, tons of green. But how do you guys celebrate it in Ireland? What's that look like? Uh, so normally, so this is our so in Ireland, we're still um, in a time of of COVID lockdown and, and COVID mm-hmm. restrictions. So. And the same, it was the same last year. So it's it's two years ago since we properly celebrated, but um, a lot of us would go to mass. We wear our shamrocks, our little green mm. three-leaf clover. Um, and then we have like big parades, big, big, you know, like the Macy's Day parade that you guys would have on Thanksgiving. We would have a big one in Dublin, one in, one big one in Belfast. And then mm-hmm. all the like provincial towns in the counties um, would have ones. And even some small villages would put on Little St. Patrick's Day parades with some marching bands and some floats uh, and, and their local St. Patrick dressed up and leading the festivities. Um, but yeah, wearing wearing our shamrock is our big, it's the sort of, you know, it's the Ash Wednesday of, so you would wear your shamrock and the shamrock is, you would see it in a lot of depictions of St. Patrick, mm-hmm. uh, the three leaf clover, which is attributed to St. Patrick that he used it as a tool because when he came to Ireland the people were were pagan and had a a spirituality linked to nature and the landscape so he apparently used the shamrock as a teaching tool it was the the trinitarian the three leaves from the one stalk Mm. so he used that um so that's really our big thing but it's all normally it's about community and about family you know after going to mass we, we would go and meet up socially and enjoy ourselves and and again it takes on it takes on very much what you would recognize in america as well of of the of the the cultural side of ireland as well you know and and we enjoy our pints of guinness and all the local restaurants will have irish stew on the menu all that sort of stuff okay that's awesome. Well, the pints of Guinness part definitely makes me feel more authentic now as an American. So thank you for, for validating that. That's no awesome. <laughs> I, um, we're making corned beef this week, uh, which I don't, is that a dish that you guys have or am I just like associating it with Ireland? Cause that's what Kroger had on sale. <laughs> that could be part of it. Again, that could be something that, that, you know, that the, the generations that left these lands brought with mm-hmm. them. And actually, like, physically took with them because it's not really a thing now. Yeah. Um, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> I'll I'll text you for an Irish stew recipe. Okay, that's uh, I feel like a better. It'll be really hot to have stew, but I'll make I'll make a sacrifice for my <laughs> Irish husband. Um, 
So James, normally Chanel asks this last question, but I'll ask it today so that she can be the last one to answer <laughs> as the lead host. Um, we always ask our guests what their hope for the week is. So what you're excited about for the upcoming week, where your hope resides. So I can give you a second to think about it if you want and go first, uh, or you can take it away. Oh, I'm going to need a second. Okay. Okay. So my hope for the week, as everybody's brains are, are running, so it's obviously St. Patrick's Day is Wednesday, and then St. Joseph's Feast Day is Friday. And in southwest Louisiana, where I am, St. Joseph, there's a huge Sicilian and Italian population that it is their St. Patrick's Day. Like, it is their Super Bowl. There are St. Joseph's altars. We actually did an episode with Father Trey about the St. Joseph's altars. Um, so our parish is actually doing a COVID-safe drive through St. Patrick's altar at our church. I just heard this at Mass. <laughs> they announced it. And then I went and watched the little YouTube video that they posted on how to do oh. it. So they'll have all of the, the tables set up under our portico, and we can drive through. For a small donation, you can get um, a meatless spaghetti dinner, uh, to celebrate the solemnity. So I'm very excited about St. Patrick's Day, which is a high holy day in the McGrady home. But I'm also excited about, I don't have to cook dinner on Friday <laughs> because now there's a drive-through. So I am hopeful uh, for that uh, excited, joyous celebration, two feast days back-to-back down here. That's so awesome. Yeah, that was something James? that came up. That was something that came up in our conversations this week about a, a double feast day. Yeah, in, it's a big week for, for St. Joseph. And forget Lent and fasts. <laughs> yeah, and especially in this year of St. Joseph, it's it's a yeah, yeah, we got a party special, hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose right now, again, because we're in still in restrictions and our churches are closed for public worship, um, I'm involved in a lot of work about our online presence, our online outreach, our supporting the domestic church um, through Lent and as we approach Easter. So we're creating a lot of resources. Um, I'm actually going to travel around the diocese. I have a a special letter of dispensation from the bishop classifying me as an officer of the Catholic Church so I can travel across the border because it's essential work. And so we're doing a, a journey through the diocese but taking a station of the cross um, from 14 churches across the diocese. So I'm, I filmed a few last week uh, and I'm going out again tomorrow to do um, six of the stations um, and then and then one at the end of the week. So I think my, my wish for the end of the week is in my headspace and to be better prepared internally for for putting all that together, to think about yeah. the journey, the visuals, you know, the 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 accompaniment and the things that can go along with it uh, to, for it to be a really profound moment for people, uh, you know, the community of our diocese to, to come together virtually, but Mm -hmm. to share the moment. Um, Because again, it's something maybe about the Irish church that we are super parochial, Mm -hmm. you know, the Mm -hmm. parish is about the end of our, you know, very much so to to build some sort of identity as as church on a diocesan level. Um, and then on a national level as well, we've, we've just had a synod announced and we're going to have a national synod, which is great news. But I think, yeah, it's all in my head. It's all about that trying to to broaden our horizons in terms of of identity of church. That's awesome. I love that. Wow. Well, um, my hope for the week is I'm sitting for my GRE in like a couple weeks. Um, 
So my hope for the week is that I don't forget how to do math. Um, I've just been studying and I have compl- I don't know what an integer is and I've Googled it a couple times, still confused. <laughs> um, and so I just hope I do well on that. And I hope that the studying time actually is productive. And um, my secondary, more important hope is that I um, really enter into Easter Um, because I have truly, honest to goodness, forgotten that it is Lent like 10 times this Lent. Um, And so I'm really hoping that at least with Easter, I can pull through and be um, present to that. So, um, so yeah, so I'm really excited to, you know, celebrate God. And I mean, I'm, I I guess I'll do a little bit more repenting because I really haven't, (laughs) haven't done great on that part. But not this week. It's double feast day. So I'm like, but I mean, I guess God will have to wait. So, um, so yeah, so I'm just excited for that for sure. That's a good one. James, where can we find out more about your ministry in the diocese that you are in? Um, so we are, I am in the Diocese of Clogher, that's C-L-O-G-H-E-R, um, and I'm, I'm the Youth Ministry Director, um, and obviously in these times of COVID when face-to-face youth ministry and our normal program of youth ministry um, can't happen, I've diversified into a lot of other um, diocesan ministries in terms of social media and website presence and stuff. Um, but yeah, on Instagram, at Clahar Donoiga, Facebook, Clahar Youth Ministry. A Google search should bring it should bring it all up. And we'll link it in the this show notes. Perfect. Thanks for being with us. No problem. It's nice to meet you, James. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Indeed. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Oh my gosh, you guys actually say that. Uh, uh. <laughs> Oh. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, say something else. But as I came up the stairs, Catherine was like, you're going to throw in, you're going to throw in something like top of the morning, aren't you? And I was like, do I want to be that person? Do it. Yes. So, I mean, because yes. honestly, if for anything, just to entertain like an American that thinks you guys talk like that all the time. So that is so awesome. To be sure, to be sure. Oh my God. <laughs> He's got the accent and everything. I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh. Seen Luck of the Irish like 40 times. It's so great. We've linked James's Instagram down in the show notes. He'd be grateful if you'd follow to see all of the awesome things that they have going on in his diocese. We'd also be grateful if you would follow Ave Maria Press on Instagram. You can find all sorts of exclusive content that we're creating there for you, as well as links to our Ave Explorer series. Lots of great things coming down the pipe for that as well. Ave Spotlight is, of course, going through a bit of an update. Chanel Shaw will be taking on the lead hosting role in just a couple of weeks, running solo with this little podcast, and we wish her well and are so excited for what she has in store for this show. Great interviews, awesome folks that will be coming on to share their thoughts, to share their projects, to help kickstart your Monday morning with awesome, uplifting, hope-filled content. We'd, of course, be grateful for a rating and a review so more folks could find the show, especially the show, as it takes off with Chanel as the lead host. We'd love it if you would share it with people and tell them, hey, there's this great Monday morning show and that they can get in on the listening fun as well. As always, we're grateful that you joined us today. We'll be back next week with a conversation with Father John Burns about holy and finishing Lent strong. 